with about 40% of our everyday behavior repeated in the form of habits, they shape our very existence and ultimately our future. Welcome to Bliss Up with Steph. I'm your host, Stephanie, and for over a decade, I've been navigating the health and wellness trends as a fitness trainer, nutritionist, and business owner with the goal of empowering others to pay attention and listen to themselves so they can be more fulfilled and show up as their best. It's time to slow down and balance your wellness to be more aware, more authentic, and more aligned so you can rise above the half-assed shit in life. Hey friends, thank you for joining me as we discuss habits and how powerful they are. In fact, they are the key to wellness. Whether it is positive or negative, habits influence our health, well-being, and quality of life. So if you are striving to improve any of these aspects, you need to take a look at your habits and decide whether they're enhancing your health or if they're detrimental to your health. Because if you change your habits for the better, you change your life for the better. You'll notice I try not to refer to things as good and bad because it feels very close-minded to me, but obviously there are some actions that are going to be more beneficial than others. A habit is a regular tendency or practice, and they're automatic because we may do it without even realizing it. So they don't really require a lot of effort on our part. It's like when you go to shut the light off when you leave a room, even though somebody is still in there, just because it's habitual for you to do that at this point in your life. If this is a healthy habit, this is good because it has become a part of your routine. But if it's a negative habit, then that may be impacting your health in the opposite direction. Like if you have a habit of pouring yourself a glass of wine at night. I also want to identify what a routine is to differentiate between the two. A routine is a sequence of actions regularly followed, and it requires a little bit more effort and a little bit more awareness than a habit. Having the mindset that you can change is important. So let's discuss the term neuroplasticity because that is the foundation of creating new habits and behaviors in your life. Neuroplasticity refers to the understanding that connections in our brain are constantly being formed or being lost. So the more you practice something, the more solidified those connections become. An analogy that I've heard is that it's like hiking on a trail. If you hike over a path enough, the path gets worn down and other paths get overgrown. This means that not only can you change your habits, behaviors, and attributes, your brain can change as well. So it is the ability of the brain to form new neural connections, develop, and grow. This is amazing news because this means that we have the ability to change our habits and behavior. Now, of course, in order to change a habit, it's going to require us to make a conscious effort to change. And despite what you may have heard, it takes 66 days to form a new habit. So in those 66 days, you're going to have to put the effort and energy into consciously thinking about the habit and deciding that that is what you want to do. 
But once it becomes a habit, it becomes encoded in your brain structure so you can spend less energy on it because you'll just be doing it subconsciously. And you don't lose those connections, it just gets replaced with a stronger habit. So think about your morning routine. You're probably half asleep when you're doing it, but you do everything because it's already a habit and maybe you have the intention to add something else to your routine, but it may be easier to forget when you're trying to change it because it's early in the morning, you're probably rushing to get out of the house, so you're not putting that extra energy and focus on that new habit. And we know habits are difficult to change. Any one of us can attest to this because we're literally rewiring our brain. So in order for us to be more successful with this, we need number one, self-awareness, and number two, strategies. Self-awareness is becoming aware of your habits, whether positive or not so positive, and taking inventory of what you can realistically change. There are different stages to this awareness, so as I go through them, think about where you may fall in terms of changing your own habits. First, there is pre-contemplation, where you may not be aware or you don't think that you need to change. Once you do become aware, we have a contemplation stage, where you're thinking about making a change and you're becoming motivated to get started. You're thinking about the benefits of this habit change and the pros and cons, and how it relates to your overall health may help you advance to the next stage, which is a preparation stage where you've made up your mind to take action and you're thinking of specific ideas that will work for you. You're going to take a look at that pros and cons list from the previous stage and decide on a plan to act on it. That will bring you to your action stage where you're actively making changes. To stick with your new habits, always come back to your why or your overall goal. Track your progress and look at the goals you set and how well you are meeting them. We'll talk about this in a minute. And you also want to plan ahead for any setbacks that you may encounter. Lastly, we have the maintenance stage where your changes have become a normal part of your routine. You can challenge yourself at this point and you're able to deal with unexpected setbacks because you'll have other ways to stay on your course. For instance, when you're in the maintenance stage of adding exercise into your life, it has become a part of your routine and you're still gonna find a way to get movement in regardless of the weather, if you're on vacation, because it's become a non-negotiable part of your day. And strategies are having an action plan of how you're going to make these changes. My recommendation is to have a plan for the week and give yourself a goal of how many days you're going to complete that habit so you can work up to it and not just throw five new habits at yourself and then feel super overwhelmed, which like we talked about in the last episode would add more stress to your life. So think about these as sub goals that is going to help you achieve your long-term goal or your overall goal. So for instance, you can make a goal of walking for at least 10 minutes a day, five days a week, or drinking half your body weight in ounces of water six days a week or strength training at least four days a week, or something like that. So if you miss a day, you're not going to beat yourself up over it because you could complete it on another day and still hit your six days a week, five days a week, or whatever your goal is. 
Habit stacking is another great tool, and that's when you create a habit on top of something you're already doing. So say brushing your teeth. It's already a habit you do every morning, or at least hopefully it is, and now you add on washing your face. So whenever you brush your teeth, it's easier to remember because that's already subconscious that you're doing, so now you're adding another habit at the same time. This may sound like a lot, but it's actually a great time to start new healthy behaviors and habits during a life-altering time period, like moving for instance. Since your day-to-day life is already out of whack, then your habits have probably already been broken, so you now have the opportunity to create new ones. We also wanna remove any barriers. So let's say your goal is to read 10 pages of book every night in bed before you go to sleep, but you keep that book downstairs. So now you have to walk all the way downstairs, get your book, bring it back upstairs, get into bed, and then read it. And I'm sure at the end of a long day, that is the last thing you want to do. So you probably wouldn't end up being consistent with it. And it's hard to create a habit without being consistent. So I would recommend leaving the book on your nightstand so it also serves as a reminder and it it makes it a lot easier to complete that new habit you're trying to add. And to break negative habits, we kind of want to do the opposite. We want to try to increase friction around that negative habit. So if you have a habit of reaching for your phone as soon as you wake up, maybe try to put your phone across the room So now you have to get up and out of bed to get your phone, so that is reducing the availability of it. Now, I'm a very visual person, so I like to see my progress of keeping up with my habits. So let's talk about some strategies to keep track of your habits. There are a bunch of different methods, but there will obviously be ones that work better for you. So give them a try and see which ones are best. There are different journals or planners that have a section on habits, so you can list all the habits that you want to do throughout the day or week, and then you can tally them up once you've completed them. I like to do this in the Notes app on my phone because it's a lot easier for me to have it there and just add a check emoji once I've completed it since I always have my phone on me, so it's easily accessible. You could also make a little chart with check boxes or squares to color in or something like that and hang it on your fridge. That also serves as another reminder and it may be fun or satisfying for you to check or color off the boxes. Whatever resonates with you and will hold you accountable, that's the one you want to choose. You don't have to do something just because it works for someone else because as you'll find in this podcast show, we are all different and different methods will work for different people. We need to be consistent with this because that is how we will form it into a habit. And habits are going to change throughout your life because when things in our day-to-day change, like we mentioned, we then need to find a new plan on how to fit them back into your life. So a little story time. Before I met Nick, my boyfriend, I was focused on my healing. I was living at my parents, so I was by myself a lot, and I meditated or at least quieted my mind every single night. I rarely watched TV, like ever. I had a full skincare routine I did pretty much every night because I had more time for myself, right? It was my priority, and I didn't really have to worry about other things. And then once I got into a new relationship, 
I started staying over at Nick's house a lot more, so I was out of my usual routine and in a new environment, and I didn't have the same amount of alone time, which is completely fine because I obviously love hanging out with Nick, but I had to create new habits that supported my current availability. And same goes for when you're on vacation or whenever you're out of routine or in a new environment. It's typically harder to keep up with your habits, but that doesn't mean you just throw everything out the window. You find new ways to incorporate them into your life. In my instance, I had that extra time at night to do my meditations before, but now my work schedule has also changed, so I'm usually working a little bit later into the night. So when I come home, Nick and I only have a few hours to hang out before I go to bed because sleep is life. So instead of doing my meditation at night, I've been finding times throughout the day to quiet my mind and find stillness. So my challenge for you this week is to identify two new healthy habits you want to incorporate into your day or your week and start keeping track of those habits. Try to be consistent with them because that's how it will form into a habit that you don't have to put your energy into changing. But also give yourself grace if you don't do it one day. It's a practice that you're working on, so just keep putting that intention into it. Remember that what you do daily or don't do daily adds up. If you do the same healthy habit every day, you're going to be on the right track. But if you do the same poor habit every day, you know that adds up too. Let's take a moment to think about those two new healthy habits and actually visualize how your life will change if you do those habits daily. So let's close your eyes, take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth, and really picture what your life will look like if you make these changes. What will happen as a result of these new changes? Will you be closer to your goal? What will you achieve? If you need a few minutes here, you can pause and really sit into what you can achieve when you add these into your life. And anytime you add a new habit into your life, think about how that is going to impact you and help you achieve your long-term goal. On Tuesday, March 5th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be going live on Instagram with the founder of Million Marker, which is a mail-in test that tests for BPA, parabens, and other toxic chemicals in your body. And we're going to discuss the importance of healthy habits and share tips on how to implement these into your life in a way that actually sticks. So if you have any further questions or anything that you'd be interested in hearing me cover in that live interview, then please message me and let me know and we'll discuss those on the live. Thank you so much for listening today and I will talk with you next week. All right, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with someone who will benefit so we can continue to raise the vibration. You can follow me, our guests, Flexible Wellness, and the podcast using the links in the show notes. Come back next Thursday for another new episode. Until then, slow down and bliss up, babes.